0: Okay, guys, I have been hinting about this for a while, so I am excited to finally share the details. On May 27th at noon, Eastern Standard Time, Darren and I are doing a live webinar for stepmoms and their partners to share our blueprint to improve your stepfamily life. We are going to dive into it all, our biggest challenges, lessons we've learned, how to set the foundation for stepfamily success, Boundaries, communication, dealing with the ex, keeping the intimacy alive. Like we are going to talk about everything. This is going to be live and it is going to be the best live webinar we have ever done. Seriously, Brent, my video guy is coming and he's going to use his fancy equipment. And this is going to be legit. We would love to have you join. So if you want to sign up, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash stepfamilyblueprint. And we're going to send you all the details. Now you will have access to this recording for a limited time afterwards. So if the time doesn't work for you, if you can't make it live, that is totally okay. You can catch the replay. You can watch it alone. You can watch it with your partner. But if you want to improve your relationships, change the vibe of your home, minimize step family stress, set some boundaries, or even disengage without being seen as the bad guy, this is the blueprint for you www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash stepfamilyblueprint. I will see you there. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong, I was madly in love, the kids were great, but as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So, I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard, but each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Guys, you are in for a treat today. Today's conversation is intense in the best possible way. Coach Sonia is on the show. So Coach Sonia is an international speaker, a life coach, a business coach, a corporate consultant based out of Montreal, Canada, who lives her life for impact. She's also a mom, a stepmom, a wife. And guys, she's just inspiring AF. Sonia is all about supporting you in the journey to your best life. And not in the cheesy Instagram, everyone is saying it kind of way, but in a here's what you need to do and how you need to do it kind of way. She supports you to pivot your mindset, take your health and fitness to the next level, to manifest meaningful relationships, scale your business, and just to live a kick-ass life. And she straight up coaches you through the whole journey. Now, Sonia shares more about all that she does at the beginning of the episode, so I'm going to get right to it. In this episode, we tackle owning your power, setting boundaries in your relationship and with yourself, dating someone with kids and the questions you need to ask yourself at the very beginning, as in she asked them on the very first date, How Sonia prevented herself from getting into a place of resentment with her partner and set a very important boundary very early on, growing your relationship with your stepkids, and just so much more. This episode is fire. It is so good, but you know what? I didn't expect anything else from Sonia. She's that good. So let's get to the episode. I know you're going to love it. Let's dive in. Let's just dive right in. How are you? (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited. We're finally doing this. I'm so excited. We're finally doing this. Like I just, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's all
1: about mom supporting moms. I'm so into this and we both, you know, follow each other and I'm like championing you from afar. And I'm like, one day we're going to make this happen. Our schedules are going to work.
0: And now it's here and we're here. I know. I know. I love it. And you know, that's what I love about you. I feel like I know you. Cause you just said, you're like, when are we going to meet in real life? I said, Oh, we haven't. I know that. Well, that's the beauty. You know what the beauty is,
1: is the beauty is when you create an account that is completely authentically you and you could just show up and it could be messy and it could be nice and it could be glam and it could be terrible. And you could just be authentically you. That's really when you start to connect with, with real women and real people. And, and it's almost like, we really know each other. Like I know, I know you already, you know, like yeah. I, and, and when you have a platform that you're letting people into your home and in with your family, and it's like, it's almost like you already know your kids. I already know our kids. Like it's, it's, it's so nice because then you, you don't have to show up for it. You're just authentically you and you get to create a platform where people just really love you for just
0: being you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the coolest thing about this whole thing, right? Is how many people I've been able to connect with. And, you know, we have women in this community. It's the same as you, like internationally, women from all over the freaking world that you wouldn't be able to connect with otherwise. So before we dive into all of that kind of stuff, give us a lowdown. Give us your elevator pitch, who you are. What do you got going on? It's so funny because I don't, like, I... I'm really,
1: <laughs> it's really funny. I, so who I am, obviously I'm a coach, I'm a life coach, I'm a business coach, I'm a corporate consultant, I'm a speaker. I have a, a co-working space, and event space in Montreal, which I cannot wait to host you here when you come. I have 9,000 square foot of complete event space. Uh, I have a media agency, so we create, produce, um, storytelling, we work with epic um, epic clients that we love and we storytell their, their their whether it's personal brand, we build their personal brand, we build their online presence. Um, we do everything from, you know, the, the lead gens to the funnels to their websites, their content and the stories. So that's that's what I do. But really, I'm, I'm really just my biggest value is just to impact. And so I get to do that every single day from my coaching to my speaking. And that's really That's my, that's, that's who I am. Like I'm, I'm just here to serve and to impact and just to, you know, make people live their best life and for them to believe that they can.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the most important piece there is you're saying like, make them believe that they can, because I feel like that's where so many people are just stuck, right? They're stuck thinking that while they watch people online do things and like, well, I could never do that, or I'm never going to feel like that or look like that or achieve that. And it's such a limiting mindset and it's just such a limiting space to get yourself in. And that's what I love what you're about. You're, you know, no, actually, that's not true. Let's stop telling ourselves these bullshit stories, really. So on the family front, though, give us the mm. lowdown on that, because I think that's actually how I found you online. I think it was probably through like a stepmom hashtag or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's funny. So I i, I have um, I have two kids my, um, my baby Jan is three years old and I have an eight year old Mia and I have three stepsons. So my stepsons are 17, 23 and 25. So we're five uh, kids deep and four of them live at my house at the house with the, with my husband and I. So yeah, it's a pretty packed house. And I think the fifth one, like he's always here. He's, he's always there. So he doesn't live there, but he kind of really does. So, um, you know, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're definitely a big family. And, um, I think that's pretty much my greatest gift. Like that's, that's the job that I value the most, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that that's, that's the job that I, I share with the most and I connect with, with so many people. And I think that's why I love you so much is because you're all about, no, I do. And you're all about showing moms and step moms that it's, it's okay. And it's not always going to be so easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's such a great lesson. It's like, where, where is this, where were we told that this was supposed to be easy? Like, where? I didn't hear that. It's not supposed to, Yeah,
0: but it's okay. And if you're struggling, it's okay too, right? And yeah. totally okay. You, I've been thinking about this actually a lot in the last couple of days. You can be okay and happy and fulfilled and be struggling at the same time.
1: And the beauty of it is that every single day you have a choice. Every single moment you have a choice. And I live in complete choice at every single moment. I'm completely intentional with everything I do. I am so present to this conversation right now. And I'm in choice with being here and I'm all in because I chose Mm -hmm. it. And if I wasn't aligned with it, I would have politely declined and said no. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have to come up with an excuse of why it just wouldn't be the right fit. And that's it. So Mm -hmm. the second that we get back to us being in choice and I feel as mothers, we're always living for other people. It's like, what's my, you know, making your kids happy, making your husband happy, making the, you're trying to make everyone else happy. And the biggest struggle right now, I I had a mom, I, I, I had a, I did a big speech with all my moms and I had a hundred people two, two days ago. And that's the number one struggle. It's like, they forget themselves completely. You forget yourself. It's everybody Mm -hmm. else before you but there's beauty in you taking space for yourself and taking time for yourself and asking for help and having a community of, of moms that are around you that are like, it's okay, I'm going through this too and I love you and we're going to yeah. go through this together.
0: And I think what's really important though for moms to realize, especially when they're in that space and the stepmoms too, anyone, anyone really, is yeah. you will feel safe and secure to do that and to feel that. If you're surrounding yourself with the right people. And that's where the key comes in. You know, I was thinking back to, you know, years ago when when I first became a stepmom, I really was trying to be so perfect. I was trying to have it all together because I just felt like there were so many people judging, and so many people thought I was gonna fail because of, you know, our age difference. And I was 26 and all the things. And you know what? A lot of their concerns were pretty valid. Like I was a little bit in over my head. But I was trying to be perfect, and I used to get like when people come over, I get anxiety that my house was not super clean or I, you know, wasn't that perfect wife or perfect stepmom. I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people because the right people that you're, if you're surrounding yourself with the right people, they don't care if your house is trashed. They don't care if there's dishes. They don't care if you forgot an appointment or you didn't bring the best muffins to like, or if you just picked up muffins from the freaking. No grocery store, right? Like that's, I think that's also where a lot of women are stuck because they're trying to put themselves on their list, but they're surrounding themselves with people who don't necessarily have those same values. Mm -hmm. And so they're not exposed to it. They're, they're, they're surrounding themselves with so many people who are like sacrificing themselves. And I feel like the other thing
1: is that they judge themselves and they think that other people judge them. So for Mm -hmm. example, you know, all my working moms feel judged by the stay at home moms because we're not showing up at all the school projects and coming up with baked muffins and we're picking up muffins and we're, and we're you know, and, and all the, the stay at home moms feel like they're being judged by the working moms because they're like, Oh, well, you know, I'm working too. And I'm. it's not about that. It's not, mm. I love, like, I'm so into my stay at home moms that are crushing life in activities because they're my go-to. I'm like, what do I do with yam this weekend? Like, and then she'll be like, so there's soccer at 10. And they're, I'm like, I love you. Please sign me up. Send me the link. Like that's what we need to do. Like yeah. I have moms, they follow me so much. And they're like, Sonia, it's cool treats today. I'm like, thank God. I love you. I forgot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I feel like once we let go of this idea that we have to show up perfectly, It's, we're just trying to do our best. And my definition of being a mom is different than yours and then theirs. And it's beautiful. Like my playtime with my kids is they're going to be filing at my office and they kind of like it. Like I make it fun, but I'm, you know, that's my life. Right. 100%.
0: Now, what was your experience? Like, let's go, how long have you been a stepmom for? 11 years. 11 years. Okay. So you're, you, you've been through the ebbs and flows. You get it. Yeah, can I can you share a little bit about your experience as a stepmom? What's what's that been like for you? You have to understand
1: I'm like there I don't look at any questions before. I I'm so open because my belief is if my story can help anyone I'm in like there's nothing I won't share about. So um my story. So I um I was living in LA and I and I moved back to Montreal and my I was speaking and coaching and all that and then I went back into the family business of fashion. And I really didn't, I felt like Montreal was too small, you know, because once you're living like the U.S. life, it's a little different, right? So you come back to Montreal, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to meet anyone. I'm not going to find anyone. And the problem with personal development is the more coaching you do and the more deep dive you do, all of a sudden, you know, it's real small up there, like all of a sudden. And don't forget, I was doing you know, body language training. So dating with me was not fun. Like you're sitting there and I know that you're lying and I'm like, Oh, why is he lying there? Oh, why is he? So, (laughs) you know, like I was so, and, and the other thing I was, I was very, you know, self-sufficient my work, my, all this kind of stuff. So I didn't need a man. I never was one that was like needing a man. I didn't, I really, my limiting belief was I'm never going to get married. Like I got asked to uh, propose to three times. And I was like, the only The only factor that was common was me, so I'm like, I'm obviously the problem. Like, I I didn't, I don't come from my mom. You know, my biological dad is in Morocco. I I moved to Montreal when I was three. I didn't have a father figure until I was nine. My stepdad came into my life as as, when I was nine. So I, I, you know, I don't have this like I didn't grow up with this beautiful role model of the perfect family. So. I, I didn't have anything to base myself with. And hence when I, why I went into coaching, but cut to, when I moved back to Montreal, my dad was like, listen, you're going to like, there's men out there. <laughs> and when I met my, now my husband, I just, I don't, I don't like men that talk to me about money. I don't like men that talk, that try to impress me. I'm, I'm, I'm not impressible. Like I, it's just not my thing. And he wasn't, he just came in and he was much older than me. I didn't even know that we had such a big um, age difference. And it just clicked. And what was fun about this, I have to tell you this, because this is so helpful. Okay, you have to understand this lesson for all of your, of your, of everyone listening. My very first date, okay, the very first date, we, we were friends, and we were friendly and everything. But him, he called me and he's like, okay, I'm not going to take her at this fancy restaurant, because I know everyone's trying to do that. So he called me and he's like, look, I know you're, you're always busy, but I have two tickets for Usher tonight. I'm like, I'm, Super, super open tonight. (laughs) I'm like, I'm in. So we go to Usher and then we go for dinner. But again, it's my first date. We're not like, I'm not into you. I'm not in love with you. We're so right away on the first date, I'm just here to entertain myself. I really don't care at
0: all. So You're here for Usher. You're here for Usher. I'm here
1: for Usher. I'm here for a nice time. Like, I don't give a shit. So now all of a sudden I'm asking him all my non negotiables because I'm just interested. So I don't care about what you do and what you, all these stupid questions I'm a caring about. So you have kids, right? And I'm 29 years old at the time. And he's like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, how many kids do you have? And he's like three. I'm like, would you have more kids? Like have these discussions at the beginning. Oh my gosh. Right. Hello. Uh, uh, so many people, I'm telling you, I, and I coach women all the time. They go in with, with relationships with men that are married, men uh, that were married. I'm sorry, that were divorced, that had kids and you never had the talk. And now you're six months deep. You're all in love. And now you don't even know if he wants more kids. Have it Mm -hmm. though. Day one, date one, you don't give a shit. Date one. You're not into him. You're he's cute. He's fun. He might be potential but maybe he'll be fun potential for one or two dates, but go through your non-negotiable as a fun, light date. So question number three of the date of me just getting to know you. So you like kids. So you have, would you have more kids? And he's like, yeah, I love more kids. I'd have tons. I'm like, okay, click two. I'm 29. I'm not trying to not have kids. It's clear. I'm having, I want to have kids. So if he's open to having more kids, I might take you a little bit more serious and I might put you in a in a, in a box of your, your potential. If not, this was fun. We'll have a nice time. Do you see how light that was? Then I'll be like, so you're divorced, right? He goes, yeah. I go, would you ever get remarried? First date, swear. Fifth question, probably like it's nice outside. How's Montreal? Yeah, whatever. But you were married, right? (laughs) So he goes, he's like, I love being married. I hated my wife, but I love being married. I'm like, great. (laughs) So hence he would get remarried. Now, do you see the two biggest negotiate, like the two biggest non-negotiable of dating a man who has kids is taken care of. I'm not dealing with this six months down the road when I'm living with him. And all of a sudden I'm uncomfortable to ask him the most basic questions of what I actually want to know. Yeah. Cause you're scared to know the answer at that point, right? Cause you're so invested. Now you're so invested. I'm not invested. I'm just having a nice time. Usher was great. Worst case, it's a nice dinner and a fun night.
0: Yeah. And you know, you got Usher, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, people <laughs> you <got> Usher, right? <laughs> you just saw, uh, like, you just got to see a concert for free. You're in great. Perfect. Now I love that you just said that because honestly that came up for me so many times that I'm talking to stepmoms. They're like, how did you convince Darren to have kids with you?
1: No, well,
0: no. I didn't convince him to do anything. We had this conversation you know right off the bat I think it was our third date we were just kind of sitting there and I said to him I said you know you've done things that I haven't done and that I want to do and we kind of need to have this conversation then like because I don't want to have those conversations down the road when oh. I find out that that's not what he wants for his life yeah And right? I think like, like I'm in are so yeah, yeah I'm so happy we're talking about this because it always
1: comes up and I'm sure with you too Problem is women feel like this conversation is like, oh, my God, I want to get married conversation. No, it's not. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Play. Be playful. My hut. my who he was at the time, like he got hooked like that. Why? Because I was fun. I asked him questions that were actually interesting, not just these you know, Oh, and what do you do? And kind of, no, he was like, what do you mean? I went deep dive just cause I wanted to entertain myself. Cause I'm just, I get bored of men very easily, but and I you don't want to like, waste your time. I know. Of course not. And even if he would have answered, if he would have answered, no, I would never have more kids. Cool. We're friends. This is fun. No, prom- no judgment. I just want to know what I'm working with.
0: Yeah. 100%. And,
1: imagine if we, if we got clear on our expectations on what we're looking for in everything in our life, I'm talking in friendships. I'm talking in relationships. I'm talking at work. Imagine you meet a girlfriend, you and me, we're together. And I'm going to tell you like right away, I love you, but I'm not going to call you every day. Like, that's just not my thing. You know, please don't. Exactly. So (laughs) if you're the, if you're the needy girlfriend that needs a daily call to feel validated in our friendship, you and I are just not the right fit. But if you're the girlfriend that's going to be, and you're going to tell me, Sonia, when you need me. You're going to tell me, Sony, I need to talk to you. And I'm going to be there and I'm going to be super present. But now the expectations are there. That's it. Mm -hmm. Now we're friends and it's simple. So imagine if we can do that in our friendships, in our relationships. We don't have to make this complicated. And I feel like so many women are putting this because they are scared that they're going to look like the crazy one asking them if they want to have kids on date two. It's not, I didn't ask him, do you want to have kids with me? I just said, hey, like I'm interested in you. I'm not into mm. having kids with you yet, buddy. It's gonna take you a lot more dates. <laughs> right? yeah. A but lot who more. Who else are sh- we gonna go see? Yeah, yeah.
0: it's gonna take you Justin Timberlake. It's gonna take you <laughs> Beyonce, a couple Jay Z. <laughs> no, for sure. And and that's the thing. I think it's really important to remember that what someone wants in a friendship or a relationship, or you know, even like a, your relationships with your your family and and your parents. What I think is a healthy relationship or something that I would really love may not be for someone else, and that's okay. And that's where I think women keep screwing themselves over and leaving themselves feeling depleted because they're trying to make all of these people happy with all of these different values and expectations in their relationships. And then they're left just feeling resentful and overwhelmed, and they've lost themselves, well, because you know why? So
1: one, number one is they never got clear on their own identity. They never got clear on their own definition of friendship. They didn't get clear on their definition of what is an ideal relationship look like for me? What is an ideal a relationship with my kids, with my stepkids, with my friendships? like? It starts with you, but they're giving away so much of their power and saying, okay, well, what's your, what do you want? Okay. And now I'm going to try and people please you. And then I'm going to try and please you. And th- so it doesn't start like that. It really, really doesn't. And it starts with you and say, for me, a healthy relationship with my parents is this, with my best friend is that, with my husband is this, with my g-. Then once you're clear on that, then you can start communicating from that place of clarity. And your life is going to be so much simpler because the expectations will just be talked about. And, and if my friend's expectations are, they need more communication from me, And don't make it mean like I don't care because I really, really care. But they're putting a label on it. They're like, oh, you know, if he's not calling back, he doesn't care. No, maybe he is just doesn't know that this is what you need. He doesn't know you need 20 texts a day. My husband, if he texts me 20 times a day, he will get zero answer for me. I'm coaching. Like text me at five. What are we eating tonight? Like, that's the thing. We're going to call at five. Don't call me all day. I don't need this at all. Hmm. Yeah. And, but that doesn't mean you don't love them. I love them. I just, I don't need this constant communication during the day. That's not <laughs> what I, that's, I really
0: don't. Right. No, so I love it. So what was your relationship with your step kids like at the very beginning then? So, you know, you're super straight, you're super real, you're coming yeah. in, um, then, you know, there's kids and then there's an ex and that's complicated.
1: Yeah, it is. So here's how I did it for me. It was, I didn't want to have a relationship with my I never came in like, "Oh, hi, I'm the new stepmom." I just wanted to meet the kids if I liked them. <laughs> really? Again, we're mm-hmm. just playing. I'm not into you yet. So what ended up happening? Cut to obviously, there's, there's, you know, I left. He, he I left for Florida. He showed up in Florida. Like all this stuff was fun. I like the fun. You guys have like we have to have fun in relationships too. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Stay fun, right? So what ended up happening is one kid after the next, I met on my own, meaning um, the, the, the baby was the first one. He was six at the time and he's, and now he works with me. He works for me. So what was great is at six, he was, he met me on zoom on Skype or something. He wasn't, they were in Dominican on a family trip and you know, Sonia, the friend or whatever was always on the, on, on Skype at night. So at one point I was like, let me say hi to, to Noah and him and I like, He's like the cutest little monkey. He was so cute. And I mm-hmm. developed a friendship with him, not with the dad, not with, it was just me and him. And then when they came to Montreal, him and I went to do pottery and I just developed a friendship, just him and me. And we clicked on that. And that was number one. And I was like, this kid is so cute. I think I fell in love with his kids more than I, like, I was like, I love your kid. Also, there were boys. Boys are, are yeah. quite easy, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. So then, well, not quite easy, but uh, you know, it's a different <laughs> di- You
0: know, the six year di- old di- boy is like just a little, they're like, uh, my stepson was six or five when I first met him. It was just like the perfect age. Right. Yeah. They're so yeah. squishy. He was so skew. So then the 13 year old, that was really cute because
1: again, we were in Montreal, we were going out one night. I came with some friends and we were picking up my husband and I came down and he was watching UFC and UFC, one of the fight, I'm, I'm very into boxing and one of the fighters, my friend. So I go down and I'm like, oh my God, that's David. And he's like, what do you mean? You know him? I'm like, yeah, I was texting him this morning. And it was really cute because all of a sudden my step, well, my, the, the, my husband's son in the morning said, Who's that girl that came last night? She's so cool. Can we see her again? So it was never a question of like, oh, have the welcome conversation. It was just, I met them on my own. And then the third one, he was 15 at the time. Same thing. I met him at the gym without even his dad clicking it. So I developed relationships with my stepsons on my own. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. I can go forward with that because honestly, that would have, for me, it would have been a non-negotiable. If I wasn't clicking with the kids, it's not for me. I'm not in, I was 29 years old. Like I'm not trying to uh, that wasn't that wasn't, you know, the ideal relationship I wanted. I that wasn't the relationship I thought I was gonna have,
0: but I really love these kids. This episode is sponsored by Stepmom Magazine. Guys, Stepmom Magazine is probably one of the only Stepmom resources that I check out on a regular basis. It is an online magazine with articles from all the top step-parenting experts on all things Stepmom Life. If you've been through it, Stepmom Magazine has covered it. The articles inside Stepmom Magazine are written by a hand-selected team of experts. Contributors are licensed therapists and published authors and stepfamily professionals who just get it. Stepmom Magazine also has eBooks that you can download if you're struggling with a particular issue, such as disengaging or dealing with the X or having an R's baby and more. It is a super cost-effective way to get support and most importantly reassurance that you're not alone. It is such a great feeling when you get the monthly email letting you know that the monthly edition is ready. The articles are always so timely. To subscribe, head to www.stepmamagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 to save 20%. Again, that's www.stepmamagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 for 20% off. Darren and I were actually just having this conversation the other day. He's like, would you have stuck around if you didn't like the kids? And I said, I don't know if I would have allowed myself to get to this point.
1: Voila. I wouldn't have, and I'm, and I'm honest with it. I, I, I wouldn't have, because I would have done that. I did that at the beginning of just like, because I'm not looking for extra drama. It's just not my thing. I don't have drama in my life. I'm surely not going to have that at home. It was a choice that I'd done at the beginning there's, you know, for me, I, I, I believe you can manifest whoever you want in your life. And I would have just dealt with it at the beginning. If it would have been too dramatic, too much ex-wife in the picture, too much kids, I would have been like abort. Like I, it's just not my thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I love that. I'm all about taking the cues from the kids and setting that foundation at the very beginning. And I will say, looking back, that's probably I always did take my cues from the kids and it was really about de- developing that relationship and it was really about just yeah, setting that foundation. But then I got caught. Mm-hmm. I got caught trying to be the stepmom and what that yeah. looked like and 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 asserting myself as a stepmom and and feeling like feeling like we should function like a first family. Mhm. And I do believe that that is the number one thing that stepmoms need to, to really wrap their head around. Your step family will not function the same way as a first family. There are different dynamics. There's different aspects of your relationship. It's different. Mm. And when you go in losing those expectations of what it's supposed to look like or what you thought your family would look like, everything feels so much easier and so much better. It's like expectations, right? Like they're they're the root of so much disappointment. Oh yeah. Oh, you want me to tell you a story that, that, so one of my,
1: (laughs) it's so funny. So this was at the beginning, right? Because again, I'm 29 years old. My husband's 20 years older than me. Right. And back then, like people didn't, Instagram wasn't a thing. So people didn't know that I was very, very successful on my own. And I came into the community, you know, to the Jewish community and, and People thought, oh, she's with him for money or whatever. And I was like, no, no, I'm pretty sure. Come in. <laughs> Come here, honey. Like, I'm good. Thank you. So all these people had the judgment and they had the judgments with my husband too. Oh, younger girl, pretty girl. No, nah, no, nah, nah. She, he's probably, this is going to be fun. Right. So everyone around really just thought this was going to be like a cute thing. Oh, his second. They never thought that this was going to be like the thing. Right. And they never, and I didn't need the, I didn't, I didn't need to validate myself. Like I don't need to tell people that I'm, you know, I have my own business and I don't need his, I I didn't need any of that. So I would just show up at these weddings and events and whatever, dance and smile and whatever. And whatever you think of me, you think of me And one day, maybe you'll research, do your due diligence, Google and find out who I am. If not, that's cool. I could be the happy girl that smiles and dances, right? Like I didn't need that. So what was, but one thing that I, that I did, and this is, I know your, your girls are going to, are going to do. So at the beginning, you know, you don't know how this thing works. Like you're, and you want to be, be really kind to your, to your husband. And to, so what ended up happening was my stepsons were still living with us and the, 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 uh, my kids, right. I had my, I had my kids. I had to bring my daughter to daycare. So all of a sudden I'm like, Oh well, the 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 baby one, the six the six year old. I'll bring him to school too, right? I'm like, oh, so then my husband. Oh my god, you're so nice. We wake up in the morning. We're doing lunches together. Fun fun. This is his responsibility, by the way. Like I didn't sign. These are you. The, like that's your responsibility. So, and this is just at the beginning of the relationship. So I'm like, I'm doing lunches, fun, fun. We're fun. One day I drop him off at school. Oh, thank you so much. Nice text. You're the best. Thank you for dropping him off at school. I go to the office. I'm super validated. Yes. Crushing life with the stepmom thing. <laughs> Next day we're waking up doing lunches. Oh my God. Fun, fun, fun. I drop him off again. Third day. I don't know. He doesn't wake up anymore. And there's no text of like the thank you. Thank you. The fourth day. Now I'm waking up by myself. Now I'm dealing with all the kids. I'm doing the drop off. I'm doing the thing. And then it's like, it's taken for granted that that's what I'm having to do. Cut to, I pulled back. I didn't sign up for this. You wake up and you do the lunches for your kids. I'm the cute girlfriend. Like, I wasn't married then. Let me be the cute girlfriend. I didn't sign up for all of this. I didn't sign up. I'll do homework because I want to do homework because I love your kids. Not because this is one of my duties as a step. I didn't show up to be another mom. I am their friend. I'm their best friend. I will support them, empower them, everything. But like something has to be exciting and beautiful and, and all that.
0: There needs to be perks about, about the beginning of this, right? Yeah. And that is where so many stepmoms go wrong. That's all where I time. went wrong. Yeah. And then it's like, you don't know how to step back. Oh, I You don't know back. how to step back without pissing yep. people off. And, you know, you're strong and assertive, and I'm fairly strong and assertive, and so I'm very comfortable saying, you know what, this isn't working. You need to right. do this. This is your right. responsibility. However, that's where it gets the backlash, right? The partner's like, oh, well, you don't love my kids. Like, you don't love our family. Like, they think that disengaging and taking that step back is going to make them feel like – they're not a good stepmom. That's them. Like you have to have your. That's why it's so
1: important. Remember, we talked about this before. You have to have your clear identity when you get in. And the problem is, if you get in and you're young and you didn't do this work and you're dating somebody maybe older, because a lot of us, you know, sometimes we're, we're doing that and you're not clear on on your identity, all of a sudden you get lost, you just get lost in it, because there's so much extra responsibility. And you feel like you have to do the groceries, you have to do dinner, you so now you go from being this like single, you know, I didn't know I had to cook for my Shabbat dinners are, you know, 12 people deep, I didn't know how to 12 people deep cook, I knew how to single people cook, I'm an only child, I knew how to make a salmon, a great salad, I thought that was cooking right? All of a sudden, every Friday night, I have the in-laws, my, my, I had to learn from all of this, but again, step by step, step by step. And I want him to, to help me. I'm not like, I'm clear on what I bring to the table and I don't want it to be
0: distracted. And you're not a replacement, right? You're not a replacement for the mom. And again, that's another area where I think that people really get caught up. That's the expectations that it's going to run like a first family and it's not. It's not going to run like a first family. And if you do feel like it's supposed to run like a first family or it's going to run like a first family, that's where you're literally going to find yourself depleted, depleted. Like, I I just can't even reinforce that enough. And it, that's why I'm so glad you brought that up. It's like, who are you outside of your family? Ah, uh, yeah. Who are so you? Ma- yes. It's so important. Like, that's the real conversation we need to have
1: because- you, you get some, you get lost. And then, and especially, you know, if we just speak to stepmoms, like it's extra people, you know, like you also have to last night. Okay. Last night I, I'm really good. Like COVID and, and let's like, just now it's really even harder, right? Because now you have everybody at home and you guys are at a stay at home order. We're at a curfew. So we were at 8 PM curfew as of 8 PM. I have, I have, uh, five, six people deep in my house. It's a lot of people. Okay, it's on every single dinner. You're not just you and your husband. You're you're like every single dinner. My two stepsons and my two kids. It's a lot of talking. I talk for a living. I had two speeches by the time it's twelve, and I'm coaching all after. I don't really want to talk, and there's a lot of conversations or topics I don't even want to talk about. I couldn't care less about the number of COVID cases or this or that. Or I just don't even want to have that talk. However. You also want to be present to your family and engage in conversation. So you have to be present that you need you time. You really do. I swear to you, like don't lose this. You need your you time, like go for a walk, like sit in your parking and finish your emails or your call or whatever, before you get into that door, because you get into that door, it's kid time. You need to have these like little breaks that you need to be able to be like, just back into your head and like stay you know, your, your mental health is beyond important. And then your relationship, like you need to have just you and your husband time. All right. If you don't carve that out, like I'm a big fan of staycations because there's nothing else I could do in Montreal right now, but like we'll book a hotel. And if you can, fantastic. If you can, that's fine. But even if you could go for a drive somewhere, just you and your husband, I'm telling you, you need that. You need to be connecting to your relationship
0: hmm. For sure. And, you know, I listened to something once and it was such a great strategy. She was saying that when she comes home from work, yeah, she takes like five or 10 minutes in the driveway yeah, and she just sits easy. in the driveway and her family knows it. Like, do not come run into the car. Do not come talk to me. Do not text me when I'm coming in. Nothing. And that's her time to switch gears. I literally had a girl, a a, a woman I was coaching yesterday
1: and she can't do the, some people can do the driveway if you have older kids. But if you have little kids, like I can't do driveway. My kid, he's three years old. He's going to open the door. He doesn't give a shit what you say. He is going to run (laughs) to my car. So what I do or when I tell my, my, when I coach women to do that, I'm like, park the next street over. Don't let them see you. And it's Mm -hmm. okay, like, between five or 515, the 15 minute that you get to yourself, or you get to connect with one of your girlfriends, or you get to just debrief, or open up, listen to a song, like get out of your car, just shift your mindset from work and crazy to uh Oh, here we go, kid. Uh Oh, what are we eating? I don't want to eat this. I don't want pants. What am I having? Do your homework. I don't want to do homework, like all this stuff. You need your your quiet time to
0: reset your mind. 100%. And this is where I think that this year has been so hard for everyone because there really is no division. Everyone's yeah. working from home. Sidebar, if you're listening to this and you're in the States and your life is, we're in Canada and everything is still <laughs> like we are, we're still in the depths. Uh, we're in the COVID trenches over here. Yeah. Like we're oh, yeah. lockdown, curfew. Um, well, the rest of the world is opening up, which is a whole different conversation for a different day. But you literally have no divide. And that's where it's like, okay, you need to be deliberate and create your own systems. So if you feel like you don't get space, it's on you, right? Don't say, oh, well, my life is too busy for that. Well, what are you going to do then? right? So you have a choice. You can keep yeah, feeling I'll, the way you're feeling or yep. you can implement new systems. What are you going to do? Yeah. People
1: tell me, you know, I mean, I'm so active on socials like I have because I'm, I'm a speaker. So for me to do stories is the easiest thing in the planet. And not just that I use that to impact my people. So they, fo- I have super fans, like my girls, if I don't do a story by 11 o'clock, they're like, where are you? Are you what, you know, did you, and I, and I show them my routines. I show them every single day I work out no matter what. And every single day it's positivity. Every single day I start with mindset. Like I cannot run the business I'm running. I cannot impact the level that I'm doing if I don't have a system in place. And one of the best tools I have, and I have them in free webinar on my website and everything is to plan your week. So if you're a working person, plan your week. If you are not a working person, plan your week. And in that planning of your week, I, I have a whole uh, webinar on my, on my website at coachsonia.com and it's free and you can look at it, but you have to understand that you have to include you time and you actually have to plan for it and make it a non-negotiable like you would this podcast, this meeting, the next coaching, my workouts are are valued at a certain price. And there is nothing that's going to make me change that time because I value that because if I have me time and I show up for myself, I can then show up for other people.
0: Yeah. 100%. And I saw this thing on your website or maybe it was on Instagram and you're talking about how 2021 is like a big year for change. Mm -hmm. And can you un- unpack that for me? Like, why, w- why do you think 2021 is such a pivotal year for change for people? Cause I do think there's a lot of discomfort in a good way, actually. Yeah, it's a yeah. very uncomfortable way, but also a good way. And people are questioning relationships and questioning their lives and, and what they want. And let's talk about why. I love this so much. Like uh, it's, it's, so I'm writing
1: my book, right? And, uh, and I have like my whole methodology, right. And what the, the, the most important thing right now, which I'm finding, not even just in, in, in the speeches that I'm doing and, but even in my coaching, like usually people hire me for, to scale their business. Okay. Like whatever business you have, whatever personal brand you have, I can make you make money. I can scale your business. Got it. But now what is so beautiful is people are waking up. They're understanding the importance of mindset. I could literally give you the best game plan on the planet. But until you shift into your mindset of believing and realizing what is this identity? Like, who am I? People are questioning themselves. They're questioning their relationships. They're like, wait, am I even happy here? Like, am I, do I even like this man? Like, am I, do I even like my, they're questioning everything. They're looking at their jobs going, I am so unfulfilled because now they actually have time. The only problem is they're filling their time and they need to detox, meaning they're filling their time with news. They're filling their time with social media, just like mindlessly. They're filling their time with food. They're filling their time with alcohol, with what they're filling because instead of understanding how powerful just being creating space, creating space is beautiful because one, it makes you uncomfortable and being uncomfortable is where the change happens being uncomfortable is where you're going let me actually like my the first step in my in my book is self analysis my word is always today like right now like look at your life look at the different areas of your life your relationship your body your friendships your mindset your business like actually take a self analysis and people are actually doing the work now because they have time they're and and now they're realizing Wait a second, I might not need as much money as I thought I did because now they're they haven't shopped in a year. They haven't, you know, their consumption patterns are completely different. Now they're looking at their relationships and and saying, wait a second, like now that we're actually together, like, hold on, we don't even know each other because they were so busy, right? And now they're looking at their mindset and they're like, what is this negative self-talk? Like you're talking so negatively to yourself. So now you can actually step back, sit into it and go, wait a second, like, is it really true what I'm telling myself? Am I really lazy? Am I really not good enough? Am I, you know, you're actually addressing all these limiting beliefs and self-sabotage and you can actually start doing the work. And then people are, are coming together and realizing that, wait, there's certain relationships that are just no longer serving me. Right. I actually love the uncomfort and I love to have people sit in it because that's where you stretch it. And that's through fear that you go through and you actually start getting into the, 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 the epic life,
0: you yeah. know, like this I is your that you're saying that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And you know, I keep thinking back to, it and I kind of brought it up at the beginning of the episode, but I wrote online this week. uh, So I saw, I have anxiety. I have anxiety attacks. I'm also like really freaking tired right now because we have so much going on Mm -hmm. in a really good way. Like we just purchased a investment property and we're renting it out and you know, business is going really well. Podcast is going really well. Like everything's really great, but I'm still really tired, but I know I'm in a season of hustle. And so I was talking about just how I'm feeling depleted and putting yourself back on the list blah 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 and how I'd had yeah. an anxiety attack. These are just a couple different posts. And then I get these posts and people are like, are you okay? My mom's like, I, do, I wanted to talk. are you okay? I'm like this is what people need to understand. You can feel all of these things. You can be sitting in this discomfort. you yeah. can be struggling with something and still be really happy and excited. And those feelings are actually if you're okay with them, if you're okay just to sit in them for a little bit, that's when things are going to start to take off. Like that's like the catalyst to what's next. Right. Yes, and if yes, you want to yes. be just like hanging out, feeling happy, not, not having any of those uncomfortable moments, then you're not going to grow. You know, I, 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 and it's so funny because I, I, I really love that about you because
1: that's really why I connect with you because your socials is very like at my socials in terms of like, we're authentically that like every single mm-hmm. day I get asked, aren't you tired? Fuck yeah, I'm tired. Who told you I'm not going to... What do you mean, am I tired? I'm I'm exhausted. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to show up and still hit the gym and still hit my coaching clients and still be a mom to my... Like, yes, but it's okay. You can actually... Struggle through certain categories of your life, and still choose to at every single moment be present to the person that you're with. Be present mm-hmm. to your audience. Be authentic with. Hey, today I'm. I'm. I, there's anxiety that I have, and 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 it's not. You're not crashing, but you're sharing. And people are just so not used to sharing the bad stuff. That. Mm-hmm we're we're making this okay because it's so beautiful then it makes it okay for women to also be like oh me too I'm feeling it and it's okay yeah. you're allowed to have bad moments just don't make it into bad days that you're 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 staying in it bad moments yeah. are completely normal sit in it be uncomfortable with it and be like wow this is shitty like that really mm-hmm. hurt and it's okay am I going to be okay absolutely I'm going to be okay cuz I have yeah. the tools and I know how to shift shift myself but that hurt And I, and I was hurt too. And then your, your, your audience can understand that we're actually normal and, and certain comments, even though, you know, you're, you're very strong, like be kind, be kind. People need to be kind that they forget sometimes it's not nice. And, and, and sometimes you don't know who you're speaking to, you know, on, on socials, like so many people will go into judgment on people that choose to be open because our greater purpose is impact. But I'm not choosing to be open because I'm open to your criticism. I'm not, I'm not interested in really, do you think I'm skinny enough or pretty enough or I look tired or
0: my kid, like none of that. We're and I'm not a- actually asking for your advice either. That's sometimes the unsolicited advice in when you're opening yourself up online. It's like, no, 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 I'm just sharing. I never said that this is what this is. If when I want your advice, when I want your recommendations or how you think I should do me, I'm going to ask you, but I'm probably actually not going to ask you. So j- just keep them.
1: You're not going to ask. And you know why you're not going to ask is because of one thing. Look at where the advice comes from. If, if you're looking like your platform is very like, I'm talking to the stepmoms, and there's, you know, and I have to be honest with you. It's so funny because I had a limiting belief too. And I was like, I was uncomfortable with it because I'm like, oh, I've never done. You're the first, like, I don't talk about the stepmom thing because my experience of my stepkids, like I'm so in love with my stepkids, like they're my best friends. Like I'm, I'm, I adore my stepkids. And I didn't want to show up and be like, Oh, my life is so perfect because you know what I mean? So I, I, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do those kinds of, those kinds of, of podcasts because I don't want to show up like, Oh, here I am showing up perfectly. And what's beautiful about, about you and about your audience and about how you're doing this is, no, you're not going into how hard is it and talking about the ex-wife and talking about the negative stuff. It's just a place of just being like, we're here for you and we're going to be authentic with it. And, you know, when I was 29 and wanting to do everything because I thought that's how it was going to be, you know, maybe the girl is 39 or, or 49 or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm doing this right now, too. And yeah. this was really useful. Right. For sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. That's such a compliment. Cause I I really do try to be different than the other stepmom platforms. It's not a place to just bitch and complain and to do all that stuff. It's like, let's have a great life. Who's in, right? Who's in, let's work through it. Who is in?
1: And you, again, it's like, it's like my today. It's like at this moment, maybe it's hard. And tomorrow we can have another chat and it's going to be absolutely epic. You're going to be so in love. Look, we don't also let's be honest. Nobody signed up for 24 hour marriage. Nobody did this. This time of COVID, like realize how difficult this is. Like I make sure that I have times where I'm at the office twice a week where I just need space. Like I didn't sign up for 24 hour marriage. that's (laughs) That's not who I am. And I, and my husband knows, and we, I love you, I but, I, but I also love missing you. I, 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 I that's who mm-hmm. I am. So we yeah. can be honest with it. And then it makes other people go, Oh, wait, I didn't, I, I wasn't that into it either. It doesn't mean self-sabotage your relationship. It means look at the beauty in your relationship. Look at the beauty in who he is. Look at the beauty in your kids. Look at the beauty in your kids, And then look at what your definition is of an ideal relationship with your husband, with your, and then communicate from a place of like, here's where I'm at now. Maybe next year I'm going to be somewhere else. But right now this is what I need. And this is how I feel like we should run this house.
0: Yeah. So good. All right. Last question for you. You talk a lot about taking back your power and owning your power. Mm. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like someone's sitting here right now and they're like, okay, got it girls, I got it. You're, you're pumping me up here. How, <laughs> yeah. how does someone take back their power for their own life? Right. Cause again, all, all of us women were giving and giving and giving, how do you recommend they take back the power?
1: Well, so I feel like this whole conversation is really getting us to that, which is sit down journal, like r- watch this, po- listen to this podcast and just say, okay, well, first of all, What are actual takeaways? So many times people just like aimlessly listen to podcasts. And to me, it's always about let's give them value. Let's give them takeaways. Like what is this takeaway from this call? What did you get? And what can you implement today? Like right now in your relationship? So I'm going to give you little little tips so that we can really give them value and they can write things down. What can you intentionally do? If it's one, look at your self-analysis. Are you actually taking me time? Are you actually, if no, it's cool, no problem, we love you, now put it in your schedule. Are you actually now, literally now, are you actually planning your week? Are you intentional about your week? You know, if you say, I don't have time for me, well, let's create time. Let's actually look at where your time is going. Are you going grocery shopping every single day and you could really go two or three times a week? Are you making every single dinner and your family just want to be fed? So if it doesn't always have to be home cook, organic, whatever. Like you have to realize that the most important thing is to tell yourself if I'm choosing to take me time, if I'm choosing to actually start putting myself first, well, what is it that I want? Start creating those definitions. What is the definition of the relationships you want to have with your stepkids? And if they're not where you want them to be. It's okay. There's always opportunity and possibility and you can create a new definition now. What's the definition you want with your husband or with your wife? And if you don't have the definition just yet, let's write it in right now. Right? Get intentional about what it is that you need and stop blaming other people of oh, he's not doing this or he's not doing that or he's like, enough with that. You take all responsibility Take it and write it down. And we start with that. And that's how you get your power back. Take back your responsibility.
0: Mm -hmm. Stop worrying about making, stop making other people's happiness more important than your own. Yes. Like, you know, you have to make yourself happy because even if you don't, if you want to make those people happy, If you're not happy, you're probably not that great of a person to live with, realistically, right? So if you want to just even switch your mindset and make it about them because you're still in that mindset where it needs to be about your whole family, take care of yourself so that you're, you know, more present, happy, content mom, stepmom, wife, whoever the hell you are, right? Like,
1: you just, you got to own it. Like, imagine, you know, when you when you like the good girlfriends, like the good ones, you know, the ones that and look at your girlfriends, look at your circle. It's so important. Like, I want you to when you hang up with your girlfriends, are you smiling? Are you pumped? Are you like, yes. Right. Are, Are they shifting your mood? If they're not, maybe they need to be paused for a little bit and let's manifest some some epic ones. And once you hang up with that, like it just juices you up then from that space, you can manifest into your life. From If you want love, be in the frequency of love. If you want creation, be in the frequency of creation. If you want to manifest the right relationships or the right friendships and the right business, you it starts with you. So you have to make yourself happy because from that beautiful energy, all of a sudden, you're going to attract people that are going to be attracted to your energy. They won't even know why they're into you. But everything around you is going to start to grow
0: so good so good thank you so much you truly are your force I you know what we got to meet in real life I I think I'm coming to Montreal once we're at a lockdown I know you just tell me when and everything else is taken care of like you walk you get into Montreal and you leave the rest to me everything the rest to me I'm going to take you up on that we are going to do this when all of this COVID bananas is over where can everyone find you they can find me on Instagram at Sonia Zarbatani, Coach
1: Sonia, and on my website at coachsonia.com. Thank you so much.
0: And I cannot, I'm so, I guys, write it down. Write it down. This is so good. Write it down. I love you're like, you need to feel juiced. I'm like, I feel juiced right now. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.